In the name of Jesus, the Christ, the Son of the living God. That's the name. The name that is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow in heaven and on earth, and every tongue confess. This is the name. It is the power of God unto salvation. And how appropriate then is this gospel lesson for this sixth Sunday of Easter? One of our last Sundays of Easter, next Sunday we will celebrate the ascension of Jesus. And so this is it. Jesus talks about himself departing and leaving. He says, in that day you will no longer ask me anything. I tell you the truth. My Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. In that name, the name of Jesus the Christ, the Son of the living God, it is the foundation for our faith spoken by uh, Peter in Philippi. It was uh, actually in um, Caesarea. Yeah, Caesarea. Philippi. There in front of the gates of Hades, he professes that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. And how rarely then do we pray in that name? And think about that. What do you pray for? I think nine times out of ten, if somebody asks me to pray for them, it's usually about what issue, what, what thing do you think that people ask the pastor to pray for them for? Health. Nine times out of ten, it's for health. Usually, um, the person's health themselves or somebody that they're very near and dear to. For health. Now, if that's all that we pray for, and, and don't hear me wrong, we should absolutely pray for health. Don't hear me. I'm saying that we shouldn't. But how many other things should we bring and give to the Lord outside of just health? Everything. And God tells us that in the Scripture. In everything, always, constantly, pray. Pray. God seeks and asks us to pray. Now I know and I have a sneaking suspicion that in the last uh, week or so, uh, prayers have been said for weather. Yeah, well, how long ago was it? Uh, maybe six months, a year, maybe even two years ago, we were in a drought, remember that? And we were praying for rain. Be careful what you pray for. Because you might get it in abundance. And then you find yourself going, okay, Lord, that's enough. Uh, if you could, Lord, please relent of, of all the water and the rain. Sometimes the Lord's probably going, um, make up your minds exactly what, what you want to happen. But I want to talk about that, just the weather that we've had, especially over the last 24 hours and even uh, a, a week or so, and how we respond to it and and what we pray for, because prayer is really, at the end of the day, a response to what is happening in the circumstances of our lives. The rain, the water, it's high. It has a potential to get even higher. Ask Noah. He'll tell you 
about high, rain, how, high, high water and high uh, rain. But at the end of the day, it is spring in Oklahoma, so come on. I mean, what did we expect, right? Did we expect a, a dry season with, with no storms at all, no wind? We're in Oklahoma. This is springtime in Oklahoma. We should expect these high winds and these storms that come up through the plains. It happens every year. It's part of the seasons. It's, it's nature. You see what I'm doing there is that's one way to respond in our hearts and minds to what's going on. I think that's how the, the world responds. But there's an alternative response. Maybe, maybe God is trying to send a message to each and every one of us, to this entire area, to our whole states of Oklahoma, Kansas, Missouri, Iowa, and even up into Nebraska, and all the water that's coming down. Maybe it is a message from God, and we see this in Scripture all the time, where God sends these sometimes calamities, and there's a message in the calamity. Just ask Job. He'll tell you. The message is real simple. And it's one the world does not want to hear. Repent. Repent. God is almighty. If you haven't recognized that in the last 24 to 48 hours, then it is a wake-up call for us who are on the banks of the Arkansas River. I don't know if you've been down or heard about uh, Muskogee, but they're underwater. Um, go on down to Fort Smith, and they're underwater. There are people right now who are suffering because of all of the water. And we might ask ourselves, why does God allow these things? Why does God do this? Well, if we listen to Job, it was a call to repentance for him. And you might think, well, what did Job do to deserve such a thing, to, to be called to repentance? Well, you remember uh, chapter 39 of the book of Job? The basic idea is this. God says to Job, who do you think you are? Who do you think you are? A better question, who do you think I am? This is God Almighty. Now don't hear this sermon as, as, a, as, a, as God punishing uh, people. God doesn't punish people in, a, in that way. He punishes His Son for sins. No, instead, these are messages. It's not just nature. It's a message from God that we need to do the very thing that all of the saints have done, and that is repent to recognize that God is almighty and that in Him, in Him is life and in Him is death. He controls the entire cosmos. This is God. And it goes back then, and it's a call to the first commandment. A call back to the first commandment. Not a natural or nature understanding of of, of, of the world, but a first commandment understanding of the world. 
And let me back up. A natural understanding of the world is that this is all natural. There's nothing natural about what's happening in the Arkansas River. This is a product of the fall. Every earthquake, every tornado, every hurricane, every disaster. There's nothing natural about it. This is not what God intended. It is all a result of the fall. But now let's talk about what God is doing and what He continues to do. This water that we've, that we've been experiencing, um, sometimes we'll probably uh, curse the water a little bit. We'll say, oh, that's too much water. But it's the same water. It's the same water that God uses to sometimes destroy and also often in, in, in our circumstance to, to lift up and give life. The water of baptism, wherein that water with God's Word, He cleanses you and washes you from your sin and then does something that's completely unnatural. He makes you His child. You see, what's natural for God is to love you. And to love you is to call you. And to call you is to bring you then out of this unnatural world. That's what's going on. What you are experiencing last night, I experienced it probably about 12.15 when the alarms went off and my wife came in and woke me up and we went in to our little shelter area and, um, and, and hunkered down for about 10 or 15 minutes. What's natural is God's love. What's unnatural is this world. And what God is doing, and what we felt last night were the birth pangs. That's what it is. When people ask, what's going on? Birth pangs. You see, this is the world being brought through into perfection. God's perfection that He has in store for us. And if you think that it's going to get any better... These birth pangs are going to get worse. The waters will probably rise. Most likely even higher than they already are. What are we going to do? We at Christ Redeemer will heed God's call. We will repent. We will ask for God's forgiveness. We will be forgiven. God, through His Word and the sacraments, will strengthen us. And then by that strength that God gives of the Holy Spirit, we will go out into this community and we will serve neighbor. Sound good? That's what's going on. That's what God is doing. It will all end one day. It will end with the coming of Jesus Christ. You see, that's my job. That's what God has called me to do is to prepare you for the end of the world. And it's closer today than it's ever been. To give you and bring you God's Word, to take you through this unnatural life into a natural relationship, a living relationship with God through Jesus Christ. What do you pray for? Pray for everything. Let's do that now.
And we'll have as our subject matter the floodwaters. Let us pray. Heavenly and gracious God, you are almighty. You control water. Lord, you parted water at the Red Sea. You brought Jesus, your son, through water at his baptism. Lord, you continue to sustain through water. Lord, we would ask in the name of Jesus Christ, your son, that you would withhold water from this region. That, Lord, in accordance with your will, that you would even push back uh, the waters that even exist. Lord, we do come to you in repentance. We know that you are almighty, and we, Lord, are your servants. And so whatever, Lord, you choose and what your will is, we will live in accordance with that will. And if that means that uh, there is uh, floodwaters, then we, Lord, will be brought to service for neighbor. Lord, we commend then this Arkansas River, this Keystone Dam, and all the dams, all the water in the region into your care, knowing that you are almighty. We do it in the name of Jesus, the Christ, your Son. You are the living God. Amen. And now may the peace of God, which cannot be comprehended, guard your hearts and your minds, always never focused on your Lord and Savior, Jesus. Amen.